This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, today, looking minicamp. Yeah, very interesting stuff. And I know we have a uh, an interview to get to here with a certain quarterback who's not new in town, One but is two quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. that, the, that the Steelers had uh, at their rookie minicamp this weekend. Uh, yeah, Kenny Pickett uh, meeting with the media uh, after his first practice today with the Steelers. Uh, let's go ahead and, li- and, and let people hear what Kenny had to say, and then we'll talk about what Kenny had to say. I so, like it. Let's go. Here he goes. It's like your head swimming from everything you have to learn. Um, you know, I have a pretty good background with, with the offense. You know, Coach Ken recruited me here um, to Pitt right next door, and then Coach Watson kind of kept some of the same formation. So, um, you know, I thought the walkthrough today went pretty well. I'm excited to practice in, uh, you know, a couple hours. What's the first day like? I mean, you're used to going out here and going to that field. Yeah. You come out to this field. Yeah, it's a shorter <laughs> walk pretty much. Um, no, but it was great. I mean, I just really trying to learn a lot of these guys' names. I really haven't got a chance to meet anybody. We've been in meetings, and, um, you know, I want to call guys out to help and stuff and talk, and I have no clue who I'm talking to. So I think at lunch I'll probably handle that next. Is anything overwhelming yet for you? Um, I would say we're kind of doing a good job of taking a step at a time, really, um, taking it slow. Uh, it's a walkthrough, but guys really wanted to run fast, so I know everyone's excited to practice, so we'll see how it goes in a couple hours. What's your life been like, you know, now that you're a Pittsburgh Steeler, walking around, you know, talking to people, and people obviously recognizing you? Yeah, it's definitely um, a little different, but, I mean, I love the city. It's, let that go. It's like my second uh, second home here, like I said, so I feel feel really comfortable in the city of Pittsburgh. Kenny, you've walked on this field a zillion times. Did you feel any different when you came out today? Yeah, different colors, man. Like I said, shorter walk, different colors, um, but still playing football is something I love to do, so it feels great to be out here. Kenny, you know, it's you... a long off season. There's going to be a quarterback competition, but how do you kind of set the foundation for that this weekend? Just learn what I have to do. I mean, I got no shot if I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm just kind of really dedicating myself to the playbook and, and learning, you know, every detail I possibly can, you know, to give ourselves the best shot, you know, to operate out here. I just really want to have a smooth practice with these guys. And, uh, you know, hopefully everyone looks good. You said the offense is the same. Is the terminology and everything the same? Yeah, it wasn't not by the same. I don't mean identical. I mean the formations that Coach Canada had, Coach Watson inherited, and he kind of kept a little bit the same. That's really as far as an extent of it. Um, so I had some kind of recall to that, which, which really helped me, you know, with the install. Do you have to do more work out of the, uh, behind center instead of the shotgun? Um, yeah, I mean, like, it is, but I, d- I did a lot of that in college, so I, I feel pretty comfortable under center. Um, spent a lot of time doing that and also being the gun, and, uh, you know, I feel like I fit what, you know, Coach Cannon wants to do pretty well. So um, I thought the walkthrough went well. Like I said, I'm excited for, you know, practice. Can you, what do you have to do to put yourself in position to be able to contribute early with this team in, in these next couple months? Yeah, I think it's all mental, really. It's, it's know what I have to do, know the responsibilities of everybody else on, on the offense and, and learn, uh, you know, new defenses that are in the NFL. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, I'm excited to dedicate myself to it and, and obsess over trying to be the best I can be and learning as much as I can. So I think that's really it. Schedule came out last night. I mean, what are your thoughts as kind of that, that your first NFL schedule? Yeah, released? I can't tell you who we're playing at all, to be honest with you. I, I just did the first install walkthrough, so um, we have a long time till then, but I'm sure it's a great schedule. Kenny, have you heard from uh, Mitch and or Ben? I have, yep. Heard from both. Heard from all the quarterbacks um, that are here, and, and Ben called me up recently, and that was, that was awesome. And, you know, I know Mitch just had a baby, so I congratulated him and, and his wife, so it's a re- really special time here. Pat always talked about how hard of a worker you are. Like, how much time are you devoting to this right now for you? I mean, hours per day. Can you just take us inside a little bit what it's like? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I can't give you hours per day. It's just till I feel comfortable with it. So, I mean, it's 
studying here and then we get we get let out and then taking it back to the hotel and, and have my iPad out and just kind of like I said just doing as much as I can to feel good out here so I can play fast that's the, that's the number one key. Are you throwing the whole playbook at you or just giving you the stages? No stages stages so this was installed one today um, you know we just had the wall through we're gonna go do practice now later um, the wall through has really helped though having the, having that kind of it was I mean we were running fast we weren't supposed to be but guys were really excited to be here um, so that almost felt like you know more of a live rep you know on air um, but it was good to get the tempo, the motions, the shifts, and kind of get a feel for it. So I feel pretty good with what we have so far, and you know now we'll see it, you know, full speed against the defense. Can you now offer you up any advice or just well? Can you give me any inkling of what's ahead? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, said so he's always there for me if I have any, you know, questions or advice. Like I mean, he's an unbelievable player, Hall of Famer. So he's a guy that I definitely will use, a, you know, as a resource, you know, in these coming weeks here. How much do you think coming back during the season of Pitt uh, helped prepare you for the NFL? Yeah, it was huge. Um, being with Coach Whipple and Coach Whipple's offense, the, the pro system, um, I think it just really gave me a good platform and, and a good baseline to, to be where I am now. Um, so I felt felt pretty good out there today. Where are you on finding new apartment, all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I found a new apartment. Uh, my fiance, uh, future mother-in-law, my parents are actually looking at houses in Wexford as we speak right now. So they're checking it out for me uh, for after the season and trying to get it figured out, but one step at a time. What's your first thoughts on working with Pickens and Austin? You know, yeah, I mean, incredibly talented guys. My job is just to get them the ball. So, you know, I'm going to help them out as much as I can with, with what I know for now. Um, you know, they're just so gifted and, and they worked hard at their craft. So I know they're ready to go. So I'm excited to play with them here. Kenny, it seemed like you were like really trying to engage with running backs, receivers, just in the huddle, out of the huddle. Is that something that's just kind of inherent for you, or is that something you really try to make a point of in these early stages? Um, I mean, just kind of just being myself, really. I know how to operate. You know, I know what it's supposed to look like at a high level. So if it's not that, I voice that opinion to make sure that you know we're trying to get to the same page. And like I said, it's day one, but there's kind of little things that can help guys out with communication and, and stuff like that. And I think as the walkthrough went, you saw that it got cleaner. So I'm happy with where how that went, and uh, to you know, compete now against the defense here. Can you even become more recognizable in the city walking down the street? I know you're pretty popular with Pitt, but even more so now, do you notice it at all? I, I'd assume so. I mean, it's something I don't you know pay attention to. I'm grateful for, for all the um, you know kind words and, and encouragement from everybody, and I really appreciate the love, and you know, I'm excited to, to play here. Good. Autograph request? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, definitely. That was new Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett talking about the, the offense and you know, um, he when the, Matt Canada left Pitt, he had he mm-hmm. had helped recruit Kenny Pickett to Pitt. He had met that you know met, he talked about it at the draft where he you know he had had dinner with 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 Pickett's mom and dad and sure sure know, he's part the of the stuff, recruiting yeah, process all the right, stuff right, that right. you do to sell that. Then he gets hired by LSU late in the process, mm-hmm. and so Sean Watson took over as Pitt's offensive coordinator for the next two years. Okay. I missed that part. Okay, fair enough, right? Because he he had he'd taken over late in the process, he kept all the same formations and stuff that they ran. That makes perfect under sense. Canada, right, right, right. Because the rest um, of the offensive yeah. staffs in place and the right. same head coach. And they all didn't that stuff. change right, anything right, right. there. So those those two seasons, at least that first one for sure, uh, they were basically running Matt Canada's offense. Now, obviously, not the way Canada would have called it. Right, but it's the same bones of it. Yeah. So you know, right, Pickett right. said that that gave him so, some recall. You know on on this offense. That makes sense. And then it evolves from there. I'm sure they didn't scrap it with the next coordinator come to town. And then it became a little more pro style with Whipple and all that stuff too. So that, that transition, 
has to be high on the list of attributes you like about Pickett if you're the Steelers. Yeah. You know, I mean, the familiarity, the transition, that's one of the hardest things for rookie quarterbacks. I mean, you go into a new town, all this pressure on you, all these microphones in your face and, you know, TV time and all this stuff. Well, it's going to be a lot easier on Kenny. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and you know, again, the, the, the fact that he knows the facility, at least, you know, he, he's not going to get lost driving down there <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that. Knows the town. Yeah. And, um, and a big thing around here, too, is just knowing how important the Steelers are to this city. Right. And it's different yeah. than some towns, you know what I mean? And he'll, he's going to have a full grasp of that. I mean, that that's one of the reasons why, you know, they've hired over the years general managers who or people in those positions who understand what the franchise is. Yeah, some local ties yeah. and whatnot. Right. Well, Kenny Pickett has a good understanding and, right. of that as well. Uh, yeah, one of the other things he said was that he's talked to Ben Roethlisberger since uh, being drafted. Oh, very now. cool. I assume they know each other. Actually, almost... they, they, they didn't really. Okay. Um, you know, he said that he had never really had a conversation with Roethlisberger before he was drafted. So, um, you know, he talked to some other people. The quarterbacks... He, he, May or may not run into each other. That, that's right, just right. Well, they just have different schedules. I mean, yeah. they're in the same building for a lot of hours, but they have different schedules, right. and they even eat lunch at different times and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. They I don't guess. have 120 pit players going in there at the same time with 70 Steelers <laughs> no, players. No, right. It's a little yeah. rough on the, the food service people. And, hey, you know, don't bug us. We're sitting here. We're working. People, these guys are working, you know, right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but he said, you know, that Roethlisberger, you know, said, hey, if there's anything you need, you know, give me a call. Let me know. He said, I'd be, I'd be stupid if I didn't uh, – you know, Reach take advantage or, of that. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And you're saying Pickett would be if he didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a great resource. I mean, he'd been down that road. I mean, I know it's been a long time, but Ben could even tell you what rookie life was like, like let alone what the offense is. quarterback or, in the NFL. 100%. Yeah. You know, the speed of the game. Boy, I wish I did these things differently when I was a, a young pup or, you know, if I knew now what I know then, you know, or if I knew then what I know now, that type of thing. Or – Hey, you might not see it on tape, but I'm betting Canada is going to try to do this with you guys. You know, I'm a different animal at this stage of my career. And, you know, hey, uh, I'm coming up with a, a name. Ward, the corner from the Browns, he bites on double moves all the time. Or, you know, yeah. a lot of common opponents and things like that. There's just a ton. I mean, he's a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so uh, that's, uh, that was Kenny Pickett's day. Uh, I thought he threw the ball well. Okay. Uh, he did wear... Two gloves. On his I think hands. he's gonna. That's what that's, he does. That's what he does. Uh, right. And, and these and gloves are very helpful. He's not the only quarterback in the league that does that. People made fun of Teddy when he came out with because of that. But yeah. I mean, I think it's gonna become more and more common because the know gloves why you are wouldn't. awesome. Yeah. yeah, the gloves are awesome. I mean, they're a huge advantage. It, why it, would you not? It would be like telling the receivers, "Oh, you're." Richard Sherman said something about that last week. He said, "He said that uh, you know, I I look at quarterbacks that wear gloves differently. Like, why?" What if he's completing passes on you or he's not? You know, right. I just want the ball placed where it's supposed to be as as best as possible. I mean, do you look at quarterbacks different with knee braces or right. <laughs> you know, like what's well, he wears a visor? Well, <laughs> so what? what difference? I, I don't does like it make? his face mask. I yeah. mean, what? It's just equipment. I mean, it makes no difference to me at all. If yeah. it, however, you're most comfortable and most productive, do it. Right. I I, I don't I don't get that. Um, you know, I guess. Does he look at Lester Hayes differently playing cornerback because he used stickum? Right. You know. I mean, that I could understand because it got banned. You know, right. I mean, it's, you know, it's, right. it's no longer legal. <laughs> right. But. right. I mean, these are things that are advantageous. And anyone that's put on a receiver glove, and I don't know if a quarterback glove's the same or similar. I bet it is. They're very tacky. Uh, you know, so yeah. It's unbelievably— it, 
like you helpful. Could, you could do Spider-Man crawls up the wall with this. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, these Odell one-handed catch. Odell's a wonderful player, and as are the receivers yeah. nowadays, they're better than ever. But the big reason is because of the gloves. My response to Richard Sherman was, "Do you wear gloves when you play cornerback?" Right, right. I mean, I mean what's the difference? Care what cleats he has on. Yeah, you know, like I would like to see Lynn Swan with today's gloves, or you know, right. You know, yeah, be last Steve Largent. Yeah. Right, right. Great <laughs> guys hands with guy. great hands. It, Absolutely. Why know. would you not wear them? But if a quarterback doesn't like them, so what? It's not a. Uh, a test of strength thing, or uh, you know, I'm less manly because I have gloves on. Yeah, get, get the ball where it needs to be. Uh, they're they're legal. Um, mm-hmm. As far as I know, they're going to continue to be legal. I think they'll be more common with quarterbacks. Yeah. Why would they not be? Because they're helpful. Yeah, and the, the idea is to create offense, mm-hmm. and that helps teams create. I mean, you know, he he feels comfortable. I'm sure he can throw a football without the glove on. I'm sure it comes out just fine. Yeah, but he probably prefers it with. Yeah, and I, mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with hand size. Yeah, I don't know if it does either because right. I, I think uh, there are some other quarterbacks out there with bigger hands that also wear gloves. Right, and say so I don't think Teddy was ever a small hand guy. No, nobody or, talked you know, about right, that. Right, 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 right. So, um, you know, so, so real quick, just so people, I'm sure people are excited about rookie minicamp. Just give them a, a quick synopsis of who's invited. What happens? It's not as exciting as you it's, think. It's folks. not all that exciting. <laughs> uh, they had, I believe it was, if I remember, let me, uh, they had six first year players or six or seven first year players. Those are the guys who were basically undrafted rookies last year who made the roster, maybe spent the year on the practice. Okay, guys like okay. Donovan Steiner. Gotcha. And people of that note or nature. It's kind of uh, like college orientation. Yeah, right. It's then they had their fun as you think. 17 rookies. That includes the draft class and the 10 guys they signed after the draft. Gotcha. And then I believe if they had, there were 53 total or 51 total guys. So I think they had 27 or 28 uh, rookie tryouts. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. I thought because about that. Because you need that to aspect. have enough guys to do well, everything. You got to put 11 on the field sometimes right. or at least seven on seven. So if you or, just right, had right. your 17 rookies in those six, you only had 23 guys there. Mm-hmm. So it was 28, actually. That uh, And there could be a position missing. Like, right. Oh, they so running backs. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you got to fill out yeah, a you, pseudo team. Yeah. And you might find a guy. You might find a guy. They've found mm-hmm. guys like that in the past. Terrence Garvin comes to mind as a guy mm-hmm. who made their roster. Was that a Doc a, Hodges? Doc Hodges was a rookie One of those tryout. guys. Yeah. Okay. So he was not even an undrafted free agent. He was a rookie tryout guy. Yeah. So, I mean, it does happen. Um, and, and really what you're looking for, uh, you know, in the morning they do the walkthrough. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're kind of showing them how they want to – how they – pace all the drills and you know here's how we do this they're practicing how to practice practicing how to practice is exactly the perfect way to put it then they'll go and do some classroom work and then they come out for a practice in the afternoon and take what they did in the classroom and put it on the field okay that's where that's important the undrafted rookie guys or the guys who are there for a tryout can turn some heads because if you could take you take things directly from the classroom to the field. To the field, and they don't have to tell you how to do it. Yes. Coach. Okay, that's a guy we might want to take to training camp because he's smart. <laughs> exactly, right. I mean, at least he's going to do the practice squad stuff we want to do or the scout team stuff we want to do. And I don't have to spend 8 million hours of my life coaching this guy because I got better players to coach than this dude. Right. You know, I mean, so. you can, If you continually screw up where to line up. Or how to do a drill or something like that, you're probably not going to. It's probably more of an elimination thing than yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> I can't even get this guy lined up. Yeah. Can we can we bring somebody else in for camp besides him because he won't? Eat, I don't have time to line up this eleventh uh, linebacker on the depth chart. <laughs> I'm trying to coach up Bush and yeah, Jack. Right. And, you know, right? I got things to do. Here, you it's know, the right? same reason why they signed Chris Olodekun. 
Yeah, the, the, right, the right, 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 right. Like, and I've watched him today, and he was not at all lost. I've seen quarterbacks out there in those situations. I bet. You know, they're they're okay. Here's how you line up under center, and here's how you get the, the team in and out of the huddle. Because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of college programs now don't huddle, they don't even huddle or, or operate. They're under looking center. at the sidelines to see the Mickey Mouse sign and things, right, you know, right, to, right. and then relaying that to to everybody. A lot of these guys have never dropped or taken a snap from directly under center. Yeah. You know, they, they don't have any footwork at all. You know, and you got to at least see it. Real quick, back to like the taking the board to the to the field thing, and this is true for. Pickens and Liao and all those guys, you need to learn as a coach, how does this player learn? Yes. I mean, it's important. Wow. If I can show him on the board and on the screen and he takes it right to the field and makes no mistakes and is on top of it and understands the concepts, the concepts are bigger than the, you know, the uh, figuring out, you know, four plus four, it's more important to understand the concept of arithmetic or whatever. And But some guys learn on the field. Some guys learn on the board. You know, you have to learn as a coach, how does he best learn? How do I, you know, right. get to him? You know, Particularly, I like, that's one of the things is that the coaching staff talked about with Trey Norwood last year. Okay. Well, he's a quick learner. He, you know, he takes things straight from, straight from the classroom to the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That will endear you to the coaching staff. Yeah. Especially, especially as a seventh-round draft pick. And I was thinking with him, too, especially as a four-phase special teamer. Yeah. You know, like there's a different play call for a punt than a kickoff, let alone the nickel D and the dime yeah. D and all that. And if he can grasp all those things quickly, well, you'll probably get a hat, and that's step right. number one, you know? Now, the difference is if, if that's your first-round guy, oh yeah, the coaching right, right, staff right. doesn't mind spending, okay, we need to get this guy. He's physically he's, talented he's six, enough. He's 6'2 and runs a 4'3". Yeah. <laughs> the, the physical right. talent is there. We just got to make sure that, the you know, he get him the mental reps that he needs. Whereas that seventh-round guy or the undrafted guy, if he's – they're not going to spend the time with you in those situations. No, oh, yeah. I mean, you just like anything. You either you don't, and if you don't, you're not going to be around. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Barney's, you know, uh, hot crazy scale again. You know, <laughs> like, if you're super hot, I can handle the crazy. And, and all. I mean, that applies to all these guys. If you're a physical specimen we use the first-round pick on, well, I'm going to figure out – I'm going to set it up to teach you the best way to learn yes. as opposed to that guy that we just talked about that's, you know, not even a priority-free agent – I don't have time to teach you. Find out how you learn. you got to fit the, that was, in our peg. That know? was one of the issues with James Harrison early in his career, mm. that people don't understand why he was released so many times. He didn't listen. He didn't—he <laughs> he, he did not— he, And he, he said this before, you know, early in his career when the coaches would be yelling at him or, or telling him to do something, he took that personally. Yeah, right, right, right. He, he didn't use it as constructive criticism. He, he was— he that they were attacking that, him. He, yeah, he thought yeah, that right, they were right. attacking him, and so he he just did what he wanted to do. Or, as Bill Cowher once told me, he just shut down one time. I can't do this. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it. Like, he and didn't you want, can he see didn't why you want to cut that coverage. guy. Yeah, right. okay. Well, he didn't use a draft pick yeah. on him. He's not tall enough to meet the you know to ride the yeah. ride. And boy, he keeps making plays, and I like him on special teams. But, but he doesn't but, know what he's doing, and he doesn't want to learn. It. <laughs> and he's not. I can't teach him. You know. Right. right. Yeah, that, that's definitely a, a tough thing. And it was a, a conversations that he had with Joey Porter and Jason Gilden. Who's he, look? He's not yelling at you because he doesn't like you. Right. You know that was one thing that my dad told me early on in my you know when I started playing high school ball. If the coach is yelling at at you, it's because he likes you, or has hope he, for you. If he stops yelling at you, that's when you're in trouble. Yep. <laughs> one of our first meetings at Pitt, when the freshman class would come in, both the preferred walk-ons and all the scholarship kids are, hey, we used to recruit you. Now you're ours, and you're not right. going. And there was no transfer back then, <laughs> and it's going to get harder for you. And you're not the best player on the team like you were at Aliquippa or Woodland Hills or whatever. You're going to get yelled at, and you're not going to like it. 
But be worried when it stops. Yeah. You know, that's when it's time that I don't have time for you anymore. I'm not going to waste my time, you know? Right. And you can see where Harrison would be a perfect fit with that. Or yeah. it would be the opinion The talent was there, and he just didn't, mm-hmm. wasn't channeling it in the right direction. And I'm sure he's not the most open to criticism fellow in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I, I watching... Really, that's what I was kind of watching today was how to pick it, get them in and out of the huddle, mm-hmm. things of that nature. I I, I thought, you know, uh, a lot of Kuhn, uh, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name. Correctly. We need to get good at that. I, I avoid it all the time. I yeah. call him the seventh round quarterback. Um, he did a, a fine job doing that as well. And I think that, you know, again, I think that's people were overlooking why they drafted him. Mm-hmm. That's one of the, you know, you don't want to have to spend the time with two rookie quarterbacks. I don't know if they have the time for three quarterbacks, period, right. let alone two rookies as the fourth guy, you know. Yeah. So if he's a quick learner, that's a home run. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, it's probably a tiebreaker in the seventh round. Like, there's three quarterbacks here we like. Selecting one makes sense because we don't want to have to recruit them because they're not going to get any reps here. Who's the quickest learner? Who's the, who's the less maintenance? Yeah. You know, and, right? and I'll say this as well. Uh, in terms of his body type, mm-hmm. he looks the part. Okay, okay. You know he's he's tall. He's he's put together well. Yeah, that's um, rare in this quarterback class, by yeah, the way. And yeah. has has a strong arm. I mean, okay. he, he, I can see why you would t- look at him and go, okay, there's there might be something there. I know they don't do a lot of running around and sprinting and playing at full speed, but I've read and been told that he's a plus athlete as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's not a stiff. You know, yeah. So, so I, I, I maybe there's something I can there. See you that. know, right. Yeah. Um, people wonder why a lot of these quarterbacks fell. A lot of it was size. People don't like six just, foot yeah, quarterbacks. Why well, Sam Howell yeah. fifth round pick? He's six foot tall. Right. Yeah, right, right he right. didn't grow. No. You know, right. We, we right. talked about it in the, in the lead up to the draft. Like, well, there's a, you know, this guy's a shade under six one. This guy's a mm-hmm. shade under six one. Pickett was the only one who was six three. Yeah, he was the only one Ritter. that didn't have. But Ritter's lean. But Ritter's very yeah, lean. Right. Yeah. I mean, of the top guys, Pickett one was Pickett was the only one that didn't have some sort of body concern. Other than his hands. Well, I guess so, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, just size, strength, you know, uh, weight, you know, yeah. bulk. And I thought, you know, watching him throw today, um, throws a good ball. I'm sure. I mean, it's yeah. a very catchable ball. It's He, he gets it out decisively. Good. Hits the, hits the receivers in stride. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would only get better with Yeah, you know, I, I didn't see guys. any, you know, off-target throws or anything okay. like that. Everything was the, – the ball placement was great. And that's that's his calling card, I think. I think it's the you know, accuracy, pe- but the yeah. timing. Yeah, yeah accuracy right. and timing. Is he going to throw the ball through? Uh, you know, the 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 car wash and not get it wet? No, no, right, right, right. But neither does Joe Burrow. No, but if it comes out on, if it's an anticipatory throw, you can make up for arm strength. Yeah. Like a lot of these big, big arm quarterbacks have gotten away with bad habits and the fact that I can wait till that guy breaks open because I can throw this thing eight million miles an hour <laughs> yeah. and get it in there. But if you don't, you have to have the anticipation, and he sure did in college. Yeah, no, you know, I, right, right. I, I, you know, I, I don't know again that he'll ever be a star quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's certainly good enough that you can win with him, especially on a rookie deal. Right. You know, right. Yeah. If, if, if he's got a big time running game and a good line and you know, strong defense, uh, I think they'll be hard to play against. I think it'll be interesting in a couple of weeks when we get a look. We still haven't. Seen, I still haven't seen Mitch Trubisky on. A, on the field yet? Yeah, I guess not. Huh? Uh, that won't happen until we get to uh, to OTAs here in a couple. Which of weeks. Which we'll be broadcasting from. We huh? will be broadcasting be down there, uh, yeah. at OTAs and uh, rookie mini camp doesn't go much longer. I mean, it's just like a. Long it's just weekend, this weekend, basically. yeah. yeah. Um, you know, if you start looking at 
the rookie or the OTA schedule. Um, they just they're coming the, up soon. I think we're going to broadcast Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of those weeks. Yes, I we'll think be right we're, next to the field. You and I are going to be on from one to three every day during OTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, Wes and uh, Emotsi are going to be, right? be on from uh, ten to one. So we'll have we'll have you covered six straight hours of Steelers Nation Radio. Yeah, it's good stuff. Live from uh, OTAs. And but, I don't know if it'll be us or them, or if it even happens this year. But it used to be that. A, you know, a guy would come right off practice, sit down with us, you know, all sweaty and spend a segment with us or whatever. But you get some insight. I, I remember a ball crashing into us at one time and, you know, <laughs> things like that, you know. So it would just be good to be around the game. Yeah, absolutely. So we're looking forward to that as well. But that's going to do it for the first segment. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk schedule. Okie doke. And everything that happened there. That was released Thursday night. We'll get to that right after this. You're listening to Dale Lolly, Matt Williamson, here on The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.